I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 35 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about Donald Trump. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to national politics, at least in terms of getting involved. I've said for years that Washington, D.C. will never solve America's problems. It is America's problem. I saw a meme the other day that sums it up perfectly. It was a photo of this dilapidated, broken-down car, and a caption read, It's like thinking that you can fix the car by changing the driver. During the last presidential election, I offered up this wager, and I'll make the same bet this year. No matter who wins the White House, one year after his or her inauguration, the federal government will be bigger, more intrusive, and deeper in debt than it was on Inauguration Day. For all the blather about the most important election of our lifetime, the next president isn't going to make much of a difference at all, if you really care about limiting federal power, that is. So, yeah, I pretty much don't get into the national political scene. I really don't care. When people ask me whom I'm supporting for president, I like to say, Wait, you want a president? The looks I get when I say that are pretty priceless. But I'm going to set aside my general apathy about the presidential horse race and talk about Donald Trump today, because there's just so much to talk about. It's quite an interesting phenomenon, and pretty amusing, too. I have to admit, I enjoy watching the Republican establishment spiraling into meltdown mode over the Donald. The political class has pretty well manipulated the system for years. Now, all of a sudden, they've got this guy they can't control. As Zero Hedge noted, one unnamed conservative commentator exclaimed, We're on the verge of a real meltdown in the Republican Party. Well, good. The Republican Party that brought us George W. Bush, Mitt Romney, and John McCain needs to melt down. I'm sick of these GOP shills yammering on about being constitutional conservatives, while at the same time ignoring the Constitution. Melt away, party. Melt away. So yeah, I think the fact that Trump undermines the establishment power structure is a good thing. People are recognizing that the status quo is broken, and they're yearning for somebody to fix it. Interestingly, you have the same phenomenon going on over in the Democratic Party, just to a little bit lesser degree. The same impulse driving the Trump supporters animates the Bernie Sanders contingent. It's really pretty funny because I'm sure the two groups hate each other, and their ideologies are 
pretty much diametrically opposed. But both men represent an alternative to the establishment. People are looking for leadership that doesn't embrace the inside-the-beltway thinking. Now, if only they would just reject inside-the-beltway completely, we'd be getting somewhere. Now, there are a few positives that I see in Donald Trump. Okay, let me pause here. I am not a Trump supporter. I don't want Trump to win the presidency. I'm not going to vote for Trump. I don't like Trump. I don't want the email saying, I can't believe you're supporting Trump, Mahari. He's awful. If you send me that email, I'm going to respond rudely. Yes, he's awful. But there are a few good things that he said, and I think it's okay to point those out without being a quote-unquote supporter. The best thing about Trump is that he generally seems much less prone to military intervention than the others, including Hillary and the Bernster. He said, let China take care of North Korea, let Russia take care of Syria. He's been emphatic that the Iraq war was a mistake and he recognizes the blowback from the invasion. He opposes sticking American noses in the Ukraine. So he seems at least inclined to try to stay in his own backyard. And he staked out this position as a Republican candidate and he's not suffered for it in the least. You could argue that foreign military intervention is the only thing the president actually does have a lot of control over, since we've completely abandoned the whole congressional declaration of war thing. Not getting into more wars would be a net gain, in my opinion, so I have to put that in the plus column. My friend Jeff Stewart summed it up nicely. At least in rhetoric, Trump is opposed to militarism and imperialism. That technically makes him less a fascist than the other candidates. His success is another sign that the Republican neocon establishment is losing its grip on the party. Now, I also appreciate the way Trump blows up political correctness. I disagree with almost every stupid thing he says, but he has every right to say stupid things, and I think it's good that he says them and the media hasn't been able to hush him up or shame him into submission. It's a win for the principles of free speech and open discourse. So anyway, yeah, I have enjoyed watching the establishment crumble under the weight of Trump. It's amusing, but I don't think it's ultimately going to make things better. Whenever you break a system down, you have to be really wary of what replaces it. They may be anti-establishment, but I don't want Trump supporters running things. And that leads me to what I really do find disturbing about Donald Trump, his supporters. Look, Trump is a classic populist. He knows how to throw out red meat, and he pushes the right hot-button issues, immigration, economic protectionism, and meaningless slogans like, Make America Great Again. Here's a look into the mind of a Trump supporter that posted on my Facebook page. This is a direct quote. Say what you want, but if Donald Trump does not get in the country, is gone, which means no guns, no free speech, along with more debt, plus an attack on Russia, most likely along with the cover-up of 9-11 and the criminals that did it so they can fool you again. And yes, Donald Trump is not perfect, but he is the next best thing to Ron Paul, as the two are not all that far off with great ideas. So if you want to take that chance, go right at it. But I'm voting for Trump, because I fear our only hope is to keep America from going into civil war. Okay, I have no idea what any of that means. And the sad fact is, I doubt he does either. But he knows this, Trump is going to do something and he's going to save America by the force of his will. That's the essence of a Trump supporter. He's looking for a savior. And he believes that Donald has the power to get things done. It's an authoritarian mindset. In fact, a scientific poll found a single statistically significant variable predicts whether a voter supports Trump. It's not race, 
income, or education level. It's authoritarianism. I'll link to the Politico article in the show notes. These people don't care about constitutional limits on power, as long as he uses it to advance their nationalistic cause. Deport Muslims, build a wall, repeal Obamacare, issue an executive order making cop killing a federal death penalty offense, sue newspapers that say things you don't like, force Apple to open up its phones. Trump can't constitutionally do any of this, but disciples of the Donald don't care. They want it done. They think he can get it done. That's all that matters. It's a raw lust for power. These people have felt disenfranchised and ignored by the system for years, and and quite frankly, who can blame them? But now they think they've found a strong man, a guy that's going to do it for them and stick it to the man. The other day, I challenged a Trump supporter on the Donald's lack of constitutional fidelity, and she basically just looked at me and said, I don't really care. He's going to get stuff done, and he's challenging the establishment. That's good enough for me. To me, that's what's truly scary. Trump doesn't frighten me in the least. A Trump presidency doesn't really scare me. The mindset that makes a Trump possible does. Authoritarianism and pragmatism detached from any respect for constitutional restraint on power is a very, very dangerous combination. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and spread the word. And make sure you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10 Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.